This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that should have stayed in the pub. Uh, They say that when it rains, it pours. They were clearly thinking of Chelsea Football Club, although at Stamford Bridge, it's certainly not raining goals at the moment. Saturday's match, against Southampton of course, was the 10th match out of 25 since Potter arrived that Chelsea have failed to score. A remarkable 40% of the matches played. Of course, if you fail to score, then you always run the risk of the opposition nicking one. When you gift-wrap a free kick for James Ward-Prowse, then you really have no one to blame but yourselves. Even though Chelsea's second-half performance presented at least three goal-scoring chances, all spurned. It can happen, and luck is a prerequisite of any good side. But Chelsea right now are a very long way away from being a good side. If you need proof, then ask yourself why they cannot beat bottom-of-the-league Southampton, seemingly doomed to relegation, on the worst record in the club's history, losing nine of their last ten matches and only one clean sheet in 28 matches, conceding a startling ten goals across their last five Premier League away trips, and with no manager. And that is why we snapped. It's just not good enough. Or more to the point, Graham Potter is not good enough. Whether he'll ever be good enough is a moot point, of course. We don't have a say in that. But Todd Bowley and co, who took a massive gamble in hiring a manager who had never managed a club expected to compete every season in the Champions League and whose 135 matches in charge of Brighton yielded 42 wins, 46 draws and 47 defeats at a win percentage of 31.1%, will have a say. Ultimately, this is on them. They fired an elite Champions League winning manager, replacing him with a mid-table bang average one. Nobody in football thought it was a good idea. Everyone in football hoped it would work, me included. 
How long do we have to suffer until they realise it will never work and do something to correct a huge mistake? <sighs> the Chelsea Fancast number 966 and the show is called Potterful. Ah. Ah, yeah, it's a bit like that, mate, isn't it? Uh, uh. Uh, yes, I'm Stanford Chidge, and of course the other person sighing in a meh sort of way is of course Jonathan Kidd. Jonathan, love, I mean, you know, apart from everything else, it's really lovely to see you again. Uh, it's becoming worrying, Chidge, the I amount know. of time spending in each other's company. But I know, people will talk. Let, let them, Let Chidge. them. I don't have, I have no shame, nothing to hide. Nothing, nothing at all, nothing. Nothing, and it works beautifully. Let them. I don't care about the rumours. I don't care about the fact that I ran naked down the street. Um, uh, yes, I'm on it. I'm here. And uh, I've just made another Potter video, and some people have hated me for it. A large, <laughs> a large number of people have loved me for it. What's and the I expression? Fuck the I, haters, mate. Yes, I don't care. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them all. United West Ham, Liverpool. And Millwall. And Millwall. Because we are the Chelsea. We are the best. We are the Chelsea, so all the rest. Um, and, of course, with us on the show tonight, we have uh, uh, the entrepreneurial, the uh, uh, the witty, the uh, the immensely capable um, proponent, head proponent of his very own, his very own podcast. It is, of course, went to Mo King's Meadows' very own Mr. Dean Mayer. Whoop, 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 whoop. Thank you very much, JK. Good evening. Lovely to have you on the show, Dean. Great stuff. Good Always to, a pleasure. Yeah, good to see you, Dino. It's been a while, mate, but largely because you have been an exceptionally busy boy, haven't you? Yeah, our, our past hasn't crossed as often as uh, mine and JK's have. Oh, uh, really? Oh, well, of course, you did the show when I was yeah. away, didn't you? Absolutely. Have I not spoken to you since then? Uh, not on the show. Bloody hell. Well, let me say it, because I have said this to you, I know, but I'll say it on the show. What a fucking fantastic job you did covering from, I think you did a couple of shows, didn't you? I mean, you did a, a normal Monday show and you did the Viali tribute show. Mate, I, I listened to that. I was telling Tony this in, in the pub on Saturday, weirdly. Um you know that uh, that uh, I can't remember how we got onto it, but anyway, I listened to them both, uh, but the the, the Viali one in its entirety because I'd had a bit too much to drink that day and a bit too much sun, which meant a bit of an early night, right? So there am I, kind of like feigning illness and sunstroke in bed, but it was I was like a naughty little eleven-year-old again because I actually had my headphones in listening to you live on Mixler, and my wife was saying. What are you doing under the covers? And, and, you know, probably thinking I was having a wank or something. And I said, no, no, no. I'm I'm listening to the Chelsea fancast live. And she said, I cannot believe you. You are, you are, there is something seriously wrong with you. I said, no, it's brilliant. It's much better without me. Dino's doing a great job. So you did. <laughs> you did a great job, mate. You all did that night. But I was really proud of you. I thought you held it all together brilliantly, mate. Well done. Yeah, thank you. It's easy with the caliber of guests that we get on the fan cast. Yep, that's what I always say, mate. It's true, isn't it? It's absolutely yeah, it bang on. They're all a bit good, aren't they? They're all a bit good. It's a shame I let the sour side down, really. But there you go. You're stuck with me, you horrible lot. You're stuck with me. Now, um, as ever, don't forget you can listen to this show live every Monday and Friday at 7.30. Thank you. Sorry, JK. Should I do that again? As thank ever, you. don't forget you can listen to the show live 
live every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm. 7.30pm by going to Mixler. And the address for Mixler is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com where, of course, you can join in all the chat by posting on the live chat page, as so many of them do. And they're all here tonight. Oh, we've got a pack. Bloody hell, there's loads of them in there. God. What's wrong with Chidger's mic, 11 Aspilicuetas? I don't know. You tell me. It sounds perfectly lovely, uh, lovely it, it where I am. Good. It, looks it looks very good. nice, too. It's, it's yeah. got a nice yeah. arm to it. Yeah. You know, uh, so I'm just, I'm, they've been writing so much. I'm having to scroll back for half an hour. Uh, I, I can't scroll back that far. It really is too far. But anyway, there's loads of you. There's there's loads of you in there. Andy the Hutch, is it earache tonight? tonight? I don't know. You got earache? Use some olive oil in your ears, Andy. Or, or I think it's Optex you put in there. But don't ever put in to your ear anything smaller than your elbow. That's what my mum yeah, used to say. Don't, don't put a bud in. Don't put a bud don't in. Don't put a bud in. Paul Burge is here. Brian Justman. Uh, the lovely Daryl. Uh, Aussie signed my broken leg. To, oh, Steve's in. Good to see you. Steve. Uh, Craig Jenkins. Goodness me, there's so many of you, and you're you're writing like demons tonight. I'll try and keep an eye on uh, on uh, you know what you have to say tonight. So there you go. But lovely to see so many of you in there. Anyway, yeah. So there we go. Mixler, place to go when we're live because uh, you can have a bit of fun talking to your mates. Uh, now you can also follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. Listen and subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms. And make sure make sure you leave us a lovely, beautifully formed, poetic glowing five-star review or, or a downright nasty horrible shitty one because those are the ones that actually make me laugh more but uh, don't really I'll, I'll get upset and we don't want me upset all right we'll be back in a minute to talk about uh, i dare to even mention it the southampton defeat I mean, oh, God, I mean, I mean, when I say I should have stayed in the pub, you know, up at the top of the intro, I actually meant it. I'll do this now. I'd scripted this for later, but fuck it. I'll do it now. I had a brilliant, brilliant day on Saturday. I mean, this is the ridiculousness of it. I'm bear with me. This might take a while, but I met up with Dan, Dan Sills, and uh, we met Kerry. And uh, I haven't actually had time or the or the energy to put the photographs up yet but we met Kerry Dixon in Dixon's bar because the, uh, they now have a wonderful tribute to Kerry um and the centerpiece of that is uh, is our banner now uh, as in the 1193 Kerry Dixon banner I won't bore you with the details but the club made a bit of a faux pas they didn't put our logo on it they nicked our banner without the logo anyway they've made up to me and uh, Brian Wolf and uh, they've got a little plaque well, I say a plaque, it's more like a sticker on the wall. But anyway, it basically gives provenance to the banner and explains why we did it. So I wanted to go there, have a few photographs with Kerry. And it was lovely to see him. He was on great form. Uh, the two young ladies uh, who helped us out were brilliant, uh, Lizzie and Carly. They were really lovely, very gracious with their time. And they looked after us royally. So the day got off to a great start. Um, 
you know, went uh, saw saw Mark Meehan as well, the lovely Kaza Smithy. The cock was great. Me and Dan got served quickly, but we double parked just in case. We met Loza, the lovely Nathan from the graves, uh, the Chelsea grave diggers, as I call them. Mr. Glover was in there on fine form. Great to see Tony. Uh, Luke uh, from uh, Richmond in Virginia came over. Remember Lukey? He wrote in a few weeks ago, so I met up with him. Um, who else? Did we? Oh, Matt and Rachel from the States as well. Uh, in the ground, I saw the lovely John. We saw Marco, a uh, lovely bloke called Tommy, who came up and said hello to me as well. I saw Rick Glanville and Kelvin Barker on the way out. And afterwards in the pub, I saw Pablo, Stu, Ross and Nick. It was the embodiment of a great day out seeing friends. Ruined. Ruined, I tell you. By 90 minutes of absolute shite. <laughs> I mean, actually, that's a bit unfair. I, I mean, look, here's the thing. Before we get into talking about the match, I have to say, JK, it, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I said it in the intro. Losing to a team, bottom of the league, without a prayer, without a manager. With, I mean, the, the stats that I mentioned bear it out. That, I'm afraid, is indefensible. There's no other word for it. It's pitiful, potiful, indefensible. Well... We we then got to we're slightly getting onto it uh, early in the uh, the list, but no, it's actually third. But what contributed to it obviously was him making six changes from the Champions League game. Now his excuses for that were he needed to give people a rest. Well, uh, all right, they're worried about Rhys James because of his injuries, but uh, they're worried about Silva for the 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 extra use of his body but you know they've they've hardly been playing other than this extra wednesday game uh, because they're out of all the other competitions um uh he, he made some strange decisions and i think the the strangest that we will i'm sure we debate it despite his his excellence over the years we have established just by watching over the last few seasons couple of seasons season and a half that dave is not up to playing right back anymore and uh, so to see him in the lineup was slightly worrying, considering that nothing wrong with Chalabar, who came on later. Um, so that's a, that's an assessment by the manager of who are the best players and the better players. Now, whether it was because they wanted him because he's the club captain, but I don't know if you saw that video of him standing at the tunnel and uh, trying to encourage everybody. And uh, Kov- Kovacic averted his eyes from it and hid and, and stood by the wall. And I don't reckon, uh, from all these little clips that we're getting and these uh, things we're getting, I don't reckon the the commitment is there amongst them at all. But that's just a, an, op- an opinion from observing and what's going on on the pitch. But I think if you make six changes from a team that is making progress, you are you're 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 asking for it really. You're asking for something wrong, something to happen. And this whole business with Yang, when they seem to be crying out for a striker, he is clearly not in their plans. Uh, and I don't think we're going to see him again this season. Something has happened between them, whether he said, I don't want to play anymore, whether they've made a decision that they're going to try once again to give, you know, the youth a go. And Fofana, bless his cotton socks, you know, he looked OK. But it, I, 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 I said, I think, and I've had this this theory echoed, that they, it was like choosing um, a Carabao Cup lineup. It was like, you know, playing, as I put in the video, like playing Wickham. In the in the first in the third round, you Martin know, you, Wickham, and uh, yeah, like playing Martin Wickham on his own on the pitch, yeah, and you and still losing. I'd still and, back and, Martin. Yeah, indeed, still losing. Indeed, exactly, exactly. Um, 
But it was so below par the first half, wasn't it? I mean, it was just awful. And and you cannot have this going. I know that we're. I know that he he, he will not be let go. And well, I think the Dortmund game is going to be very very important because according to the the um, the information that we have is the club really think that they're going to win the Champions League if they can get through the next round. I'll have a pound of what they're smoking, mate. Kante is back. They think that's going to happen. That's what's been stated. Oh, Liam but, was saying it, wasn't he, on Friday? Indeed, Liam was saying that on Friday. Mm. But um, uh, it will be interesting to see whether they continue with the manager if they fail to beat Dortmund. I actually am now getting the impression that what happens in the league is becoming irrelevant. Uh, I think, um, well, we'll see. They'll have to make more of a battle in for the for the league if they if they lose against Dortmund. But I think the Tottenham game will be thrown away because I think he'll choose a weak side because he wants them all to be there for Dortmund. I don't think we'll see Reese play just in case he gets injured because they're worried about him. Well, we've, they... we've got Leeds to come before the Dortmund match. Indeed, and Leeds. Well, I, I think they're going to... I don't think he'll pick the... He might pick a better side for the Leeds game just in order to... To, you know, to get them into the, the swing of things again. He might pick more of a first team. But clearly the team that we saw against Dortmund was the kind of first team he'd like to play. And but they played can... well. I think this is the thing that pissed they me did. off. They, they played well. really well and they were just <laughs> abject. They were. It was absolutely. a fucking omni-shambles out there in the, omni-shambles in the first half. It was absolutely shambolic. Yeah, Clueless. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dino, I mean, JK makes... Uh, you know, it's in... It, it, uh, uh, JK makes some excellent points about, about the changes... Um, I said as much on Friday. I said we need to see some consistency of selection because certainly at the back, you know, they need to gel together. And actually, because we've got so many new players, they need to gel, period. So you could say all over the pitch, we need to really be having some consistency of selection. I, I don't want to be a, a humongous hypocrite, though, because we also said... I mean, when I did my team selection, I could see Silver getting a rest. He's played a lot of games recently. Reese James, we can see that they're um, they're nursing him back to health. And I mean, Matt Law, you know, it's nice to see that Matt's still the uh, unpaid uh, communications director of Chelsea Football Club. I don't know if anybody read his piece today. I I might well uh, have a look at that in part two because I think it's absolute bilge. But he did say that that they are saying that Potter was told there was a serious chance of injury if Mudrick, Havertz, James or Silver played. Um, I mean, we don't know. Maybe they are that bad. But Havertz still came on. Mudrick came on. Um, and James didn't and Silver didn't. So it's really hard to decipher fact from fiction here. Um, but the reality is, You know, it's not the first time he's made changes. He's always making them. I mean, he's there's been no real consistency of selection all the way through. So some of this has to be on him too, surely, doesn't it? Yeah, so I think the, the squad's too big, which is part of that problem where he's trying to give minutes to as many players as possible, probably, um, to try and keep some sort of happiness um, in the squad. I think just the alignment's off of what we expect the Chelsea team to do and what the ownership and what the manager are being told or the ownership is telling the manager what they expect. So as, as JK said, they'll give up the Tottenham game, they give up the Leeds game because they really don't care. They don't see us getting relegated and I think the points will be too much anyway. Um, so they're, they're happy to lose, we're well, not happy to lose Southampton, but it doesn't affect their long-term planning or their long-term strategy in the sense that 
it's all about having the season three next year to do all these things, like play the same eleven every week, because they're not playing in midweek at all. It's just well, week to week. Dino, I, I get that, and I mean, you know, we've we've tried to be really. I mean, I'm sure you listen to the show. We've tried to be really, really fair. Some of the best thing that I read uh, recently was I keep mentioning her name. I presume it's a name, but at stuff Seb, uh, Sab says. I think nailed it. I'm sure I shall. I've just dug out what I think are the salient bits of, of, of that long Twitter thread that she did. What it signals to me is the club doesn't expect to play more than 20 games, doesn't expect to uh, advance in the Champions League or get top four, even top six. Very similar to 2016 and the absence of urgency. Uh, I, I seem to have managed to. I need to. There we go. I see uh, urgency to fix things in January. The plan is next season and letting Mudrick and Co gel together, I would imagine, over the remainder of the season. Because Mudrik, Badashiel, Madueki are very much project players and not established stars. Mudrik might be more advanced, only because he looks tremendously talented, but we'll not see him at his peak immediately. It's similar to Hazard's first season. Expect ups and downs. On a macro level, it's an accelerated version of events of Guggenheim's plans for the Dodgers. Radical changes lead to disruption, lead to a bunch of losing, rushed preseason, changing medical staff, backroom performance staff, coaches and squad upheaval. All of that translates. So... Yes, absolutely. But the, the, that that having been said, Dino, come on, you, me, JK, most of the people who, who are our mates that go to the bridge week in, week out, we, sh- you know, that any team he puts out, any team he puts out of the squad that we've got should be good enough to beat. I mean, mate, I grew up down here. I've got loads of Southampton mates. They are doing their swede about how shit Southampton are this season. It's about the worst they've been since they got relegated the last time. They are absolutely dog shit. Any 11 he picked from the squad that we've got should be good enough to beat that team. Why the fucking fuck didn't they? They're not playing for him. You really think that's it? And I think Bowley's plans are absolute bollocks because he brought the world champions. So I don't think they needed this big overhaul that they're leaking out to the press every five minutes, talking about how bad Tuchel was every time we lose a game because they need to deflect away from what Potter's doing or not doing. I mean, the clip I shared when I was watching it on Chelsea TV and he shouts to Kai and Kai just ignores him. And people were saying, oh, he's in a big stadium so he wouldn't be able to hear him. Well, Stamford Bridge isn't always that loud. It certainly and, wasn't uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and you can hear the players. So the players can hear the manager when he wants to shout. Um and he was blanked. They're not, so, they're not paying any attention to him at all. From my vantage point, uh, his, his gestures are completely meaningless because absolutely, as you say, not one thing is being paid attention to. Yeah, and you can't see a game plan because there isn't one or they're not following what he's asking them to do. And the good moments are good players playing together. You can put 11 good players on a the pitch. They'll work something out. Um the fact that they're losing is because there's probably not 11 good players on the pitch for Chelsea. There's four or five at the most. Um, and the ones that are out of form are stinking the place out. And as you say, the changes affect the rhythm that the team, the small bit of rhythm that the team had. Mm. I mean, I, I I have your spot on there. I mean, JK, you know, uh, other than the, 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 the changes, okay, I accept that, you know... Forex, I, I mean, I really do want, don't want to be a hypocrite here. If Reese James had got injured badly again because he'd played him again, I would have been the first to be pissed off with that. So I do understand that there's a need to protect some of these players. However, that aside, there have been too many changes. Sixty. Somebody just told me on Mixler, actually. This is amazing knowledge. Seven. 67 changes 
Um, uh, uh, I can't remember the other bit, but anyway, he's made a lot of changes this season. Okay, I'll see if I can find it later. But it was brilliant knowledge, and I just wanted to find who it is. Here we go. It's black. Oh, it's it's the other gaffer. Brilliant. Magic, lovely, lovely to see you in here, mate. Uh, morning, all Chidge. Potter has made sixty-seven changes in the league since arriving. Sixty-seven fucking changes. But it, you know, there's no pattern. There's no organisation. There's no finish. There's no clue. It's devoid of inspiration at times, which I think melds in everything that we've been saying thus far, doesn't it? I looked at the um, there's a chap as we know, John McKenzie, the Leeds fan who we met at Love Sport, does huge analyses of these things, and he was saying that Potter attempted to play the way he played at Brighton early on and it didn't work. So what he's done now is he's gone back to complete basics with the team. And this is with the, the, uh, uh, the blessing of the, the owners. So there's a kind of trying to find out in the midst of the premier league, which I think is horrendous, how it works, how they will all work together. This is what John McKenzie suggests. And it's actually worth looking for all his uh, his assessments of what goes on in games because his analysis is fantastic. Um, uh, but this is his view that there's a kind of um, back to basics with the side. Now, the problem is, is, is that you're not paying any ultimate consideration to any of the fans. You're, you're delivering up a, a, an absolutely appalling spectacle. And I'm not convinced that he's the man to make it work anyway. I mean, I was intrigued to see Mason Mount playing on the left, first of all, with a, with apparently not a role at all. He didn't have a role. He just was wandering about. And then he was a striker. He played up in the three. He was playing, playing well, I think they played four at a time, 4-2-4 they played. And, and he hardly ever touched the ball. And his body language was awful. Absolutely awful. Because I had a period... But Mace's... Maces absolutely awful. Well, he, he just well, didn't look interested. He didn't look involved. I mean, I, I I fear it was because he was that was the role being being imposed on him. It did wasn't a role that he was used to playing. Yeah, but I mean, your point no. your point is perfect because uh, and you both of you actually you both said it. If you're Mason Mount, I don't care how professional you are. Well, actually, I think the fact that he loves Chelsea as much as he does comes into play here. He's played under Frank Lampard, his boyhood hero, and Thomas Tuchel, one of the best managers in the world, and now he has a PE teacher. You'd be fucked off. But I, I get the impression that same with Kovacic. Kovacic feels the same way. Because we saw a very below-par performance from him, didn't we? We didn't see... Mate, didn't see even, even Fernandes looked like a bag of shite. He did, but Fernandes looked very average as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were, but also, my, my analysis of the free kick, by the way, what the fuck was Kovacic doing lying down? When has Ward-Prowse ever struck the ball along the ground? He doesn't need to. He always hits it into the left-hand corner. You know, it's it's. Why don't they have a bloke on the post? I mean, what what preparation is there? They've got one attacking, one means of scoring a goal, and oops, there it happens because Dave Dave gives away a ridiculously inept free kick on the edge of the area, and and he lines up for it, Ward Prowse, and you think they'd go, it's a Ward Prowse free kick. He's either going to stick it, it'll be the right-hand corner, left-hand corner, right, we'll put... Um, uh, if it's one that dips down into the corner, which we've seen frequently, you may look at all his goals are on YouTube, you know. Um, it'll be the one that dips over, have somebody at the near post so the person can kick it away. 
Really simple. Any others goalkeeper can deal with. Doesn't have to go as far for the left. If it goes up in the top right-hand corner, fair enough. Perhaps they would say he would hinder his leap. But most of the time, he gets the dip on it. You think they'd prepare. You think they'd know how James Ward-Prowse takes a free kick. For goodness sake. I mean, I, but as I say, Kovacic lying on the ground. What the fuck? Anyway, thank you. Chelsea TV spent the whole first half talking about James Ward-Prowse scoring free kicks. Did they really? Yeah. Well, um, well I, I hate to admit this, Dino, but I actually said on Friday's show, almost right at the end, it might not have even made the uh, the broadcast, but I said, there you go. You know what's going to happen. 1-0, James Ward-Prowse, free kick. I fucking said it. I should have kept my bloody mouth shut, shouldn't I? I don't think you were the hoax. I don't think you hexed it. No, I'm not taking the rap for this one. I'm really not. I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, it is. I mean, you know, I, I, I really do think, I mean, it's, it's okay. I'll tell you, well, maybe I'll wait to part two for this, but I think it stems from the fact that, that Southampton are so abject and we played so well against Dortmund. I mean, we looked a decent side, actually, although maybe Dortmund are just pony. I was making noises about that. But I think it's when you when you get beaten at home 1-0 by the worst side in the league at the moment, you know, but it was quite, it's, suddenly there was like a sea change, you know, from everybody being either that, I mean, you're always going to get some people, no, not good. At, I mean, I love them as I do, you know, um, European Bob, Paul Crowder from the get go. No, I'm not having him. He's a bag of shite, not having him. Okay. You're going to get people like that always, but a lot of people have been really reasonable, understanding that there's context to this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there, there, there comes a moment when uh, when you just go, no, for fuck's sake. And I think that was the moment on Saturday because in the ground, it was... I have to say, uh, Graham Potter's done something that, that, that very few people involved with Chelsea have managed to do in the last five years, and that's unite the Chelsea supporter base, whether they're the matchgoers, the Muppets on Twitter or whatever. Everybody was unified in there. Potter out! I've had enough! Tony went, went on the most epic rant I've seen him go on for bloody ages. And Tony, Tony's been very reasonable recently, so... I don't know. Um, listen, we should. I, I want to talk about this actually because this is this is really important. And uh, I had a very dim view of this because it was rather obscure because it's right at the other end from me, from where I sit. Um, but people who, who who was in the shed end have told me that they could actually hear uh, Mara's boot connect with poor old Aspie. So having not really seen it, somebody started explaining to me, "Oh, you got kicked in the face by an overhead kick," and then 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 it like took what ten minutes to get him off the pitch. It looked really dreadful. I would imagine. I mean, I would imagine Jonathan would have had a good good view of this, wouldn't you, from where you are? Well, all the players were around him, so I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything. Did you? Did you actually? Oh. Did you see him get kicked? Oh yeah, yeah, very much so. I saw it was a, it, on my on my retina. Um, uh, emblazoned would be the, the his his face uh, after having been kicked was a kind of sort of an anguish um, because he was very and his head jerking back. That that, that was very much uh, visible. But from then on, he was just descended upon. And Kepper instantly made the gesture of the stretcher. Instantly. Yeah. And everybody did all the opposition. The Saints players did the, the gesture to the uh, the trainer to come on immediately, to the um, St. John ambulance to come on immediately. So there was a... You know, it's that thing when everybody universally sees the damage that's been done. Because he was kicked right in the face. So... Uh, um, and he was concussed, obviously. And they were worried about him whether he bit his tongue, I don't know. They were worried about him breaking his neck. That's why they stuck his, his uh, the whole of his body was encased when he came past on the stretcher, It was which I saw. Um, but that was scary for him. But I think he did a, 
I think he'd come round by the time he got to the corner because they took him straight out to the ambulance because there was enormous um, whoop of applause. Everybody applauded him, but then there was a big cheer when he went past. And I think he may have just put his arm up because of the uh, um, the response that the um, the Matthew Harding gave. So, uh, um, but he, I'm sure he's fine. He's been talking to his family. It's um, it's the I think the fact he was out was the problem. I think that he well, he's out, out before he hit the ground, mate. Yeah, he was out for the ten minutes that um, that he was kept. But of course, the referee only added twelve minutes on for the whole of the end of the game, despite there having been uh, other injuries and other substitutions. But that's that's another area to to discuss. Mm. Dina, an enormous amount of shithousery in the game as usual. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that you, I don't blame them for that. We would do it yeah. in their position. Dino, um, should it have been a red card? You got a yellow. I'm not sure because you can you can score an overhead kick, so it's not illegal to do that. And to be fair to the the Southampton player, the, the camera was fixed on him afterwards, and you know he looked um, you know really pal and he was really concerned about Asby. And obviously, he never meant to to kick him in the head. He was obviously trying to score a goal, but if the law allows you to to do that to score an overhead kick, then does he, does he know that Asby's head's there and he's not going to kick the ball? If he's if he kicks the ball and scores as a goal, they're not going to disallow it. Yeah, but I mean, couldn't they uh, argue that you? I mean, I'm just, sorry, I'm tired, so the words have gone out of my head. But there's a. It's you couldn't not, argue it was it was uh, it was serious foul play. No, no, you can't argue that or violent conduct. But you can you there is an idea, isn't there? Not a duty of uh, care, but uh, you know, I can't think of the words. J.K. I'm so tired. You know what I mean? As if it's dangerous. You mean? Well, but that it, you it, should be aware of what's around you, and you know. I don't. I think the referee makes the allowance for the fact that he was mm. going for. I think if he looked, if he surreptitiously looks over his shoulder and then goes for the overhead kick, I think you could then make a a, a, a judgment and uh, for for it being for it being deliberate. But he didn't. He wasn't deliberate. I didn't have any problem with that. I even think the yellow card was probably slightly too much. Actually, I, 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 he was just going for the ball, the player. Yeah, fair enough. Um... And Dino, uh, Dave's all right, is he? I mean, I know I saw that video, or I saw a picture of him with his thumb up, but he's 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 okay, is he? I'm not I've been near the news today, so I haven't heard anything. Yeah, he actually clapped the, the crowd at the end. I think is what Matthew Arden and as he went off, yeah. um, which is why they would have cheered. That's why they whooped, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's posted on social media that he's at home, Good. Uh, just resting, and he looked he looked okay. Good, yeah, I do hope so. so. I hope so. Not too bad. Yeah, we love Aspie, and he didn't need that. That was uh, it was a really. I was really worried for him. I mean, God, I mean, because this is the thing, isn't it? You you were right, J.K. You know, we're I'm a long way away. You're not a long way away, but you couldn't see anything because he was crowded by players and and medical people. And of course, the longer it goes on, the worse you think. And you think, shit, has he is he broken his neck or something? You know, it was uh, quite worrying. Dave, get well soon. We love you to pieces. Um, now, um, J.K. As you as you well know. I was very bored on Saturday by the, by the time I got home. I mean, I was a bit of a bit, I was so tired by the time I got home, actually. I think I was emotionally drained, but I couldn't go to sleep after I watched Match of the Day, which was rather stupid of me because I could have done with some sleep. And I started composing, didn't I, JK? Yes, you did. Rather beautifully, may I say. Yeah, and guess what I forgot to do? Uh, write it down. Yeah. Well, no, I did write it down. But what, I, what, did, what I didn't do was write it down in the, uh, in the old script. But you want to do it now, then? Well, I can because you see, it's magic. Oh, it's magic, you know. Never believe it's not so. 
that not that kind of magic but that's close okay. yeah well i did um basically i've written a couple of songs so I, i'm basically what i'm saying jk it being that one of them is in fact a rip-off of a burt baccarat song um i i shall be burt baccarat to your um what's her what's her name dion warwick no it was yeah but in this instance it was um it was wasn't it bobby gentry oh, it might have been mate it's before my time love oh, okay so uh, you, you you have to sing them i'm just writing them all right i ain't singing okay, them. Okay, okay. Uh, aren't you gonna go and, and uh uh dean if you happen to know anything you know know any chords we've got just... two we've got we've got um uh, i'll never see a goal again uh after a burt baccarat and we've got one in ten after ub40 so i'm the one in ten okay here we go ready what do you get when you watch chelsea a team guaranteed to burst your bubble that's what you get for hiring Potter. oh i'll never see a goal again I'll never see a goal again. So tell me why. No, that's the end of it. <laughs> so D- Dean could be our Simon Cowley. It's a yes from me. It's a yes from you. <laughs> yes, Dino yes likes for what? Yes for what? Yes, it's shit. No, yes, it's great. He liked it. He was fake. He was smiling. Little face was smiling, mate. He's happy. It's a happy okay. Dino. I right. thought you were joining in with a percussion. No, 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 no. no. You're on your own. I, I just embarrass you or shame you. I'm not doing that. Okay, ready. I will have one, one in ten, worst manager on the list. I've won one in ten, you wish that I don't exist. Nobody knows me, even though I'm always there. A statistic, a reminder, points for Chelsea, I don't care. I don't think you quite got the... got the, the, the uh... I didn't get the scansion because no. I, it should be... I've, uh, I am no, I've got one. it. I've got it. I've won. No, 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 no. Is my going to do this one? I, I've, I've now. Okay. okay. I've won one in ten. Worst manager on the list. I've won one in ten. You wish that I don't exist. Nobody knows me, even though I'm always there. A statistic, a reminder, points for Chelsea. I don't care. That's the you did it exactly the same as me. No, I did not. Exactly. Well, leave, we'll leave it to Dean. We'll leave it to he Dean. Did. He did it exactly the same as me. Well, Dean, Dean is the arbiter. Dean, Dean's the Simon Cowley. Well, Dean... I'm not looking for Dean to be. We're not, it's not a competition, Jim. It is now. Oh, bloody hellfire. Both equally great. <laughs> <laughs> You've got splinters up your arse, my friend. It's the tactful. Well done. Yeah, well done, Dino. There you go. Um, I just thought it might cheer us all up a bit for, for want of anything else. Well, it's really. depressed me. <laughs> you like them, and I I sent them to you on Saturday. At bloody... I love it. I love them, Chidge. I love them. It's the sentiment of them that now has brought me right down. I just I just thought they were they were they were they, they were fitting, and I and I, I have to be honest. I, I I really feel like it. I just at the moment I feel like I'm never going to see a goal at Stamford Bridge again. It's just. It's just, it's just awful. I mean, I moaned about it the other week after Fulham. I said, mate, this is why we go to football, for those moments where you can leap up and down like a lunatic and hug your neighbour and give them a kiss and hope they don't have a beard or whatever. But, you know, you, you, that's why we go. And it's just so miserable not seeing a goal. I can't stand it. So there you go. Anyway, um, right, we're going to have a break because I need to go and have a lie down. Um, but before we do that, I have two important announcements to make. One is... That you may well have seen because I've blasted it everywhere on all my socials and the WhatsApp groups. But it's the big Stamford Bridge sleepout, uh, 2023 on Saturday, the 25th of March, 2023. 
Um, and it looks like uh, I am going to be there. I shall be at Stamford Bridge this year because I've been uh, unable to go for the last couple of years, largely because, of course, some bright spark, I think it was Mark Meehan, decided it would be very, very funny if I read um, passages out of various Chelsea books, many of which they'd all written, uh, in a two-minute and 20-second... I think JK's fan bite, but me reading stuff out of people's books. And, of course, I embellished that by downing as much of a bottle of scotch as I can sitting by my fire pit in the garden and smoking a big cigar and uh, for some bizarre reason people have kind of warmed to these and they are quite fun for me to do um, now clearly I I'm not allowed to do those at Stamford Bridge because they won't let me smoke a big cigar they won't let me down a bottle of whiskey and they won't let me have a fire pit but do not worry we plan to do the Tales from the Shed anyway uh, so what I'll do is I'll do a little bit of a pre-record you'll have to suspend your disbelief and imagine it is the night and I will do it in the garden uh, before the big night on the 25th. So we'll still have that. And uh, Mark and I have decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out bits from the new Come Along and Sing This Song book because we think it's great and uh, that's what we're going to do. So those of you who haven't been able to get a copy, because of course um, you know you had to sign up for the crowdfunder and get your copy that way, it'll give you a nice little taster of what you can expect when they release more copies of said book. So there we go. It's a fantastic cause. It's for the Stoll Foundation, who, as you know, are our next door neighbours. And it's really there. They, what they do is that they help uh, veterans out who have fallen on hard times. They're either homeless or they've got mental health issues, uh, alcohol, drug addiction, you name it. And, and they look after these chaps who have uh, risked life and limb for their country and for us. So it's a super charity to support. They're our neighbours, which also helps. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a big homeless theme to it, which is why we're all sleeping out. If you want to, I mean, back anybody. There's about 100 people doing it. Um, any, it doesn't matter who you support, as long as you support somebody. But if you want to support me personally, uh, my Just Giving page is www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising uh, forward slash David hyphen Chigi one. Uh, and I just want to say thank you to the brilliant people. I have to say, most of them come from our Discord group who have been unbelievably generous already. Um, what I'll do is I will dig out uh, your names before the end of the show so I can thank you on here, but it's not gone unnoticed how lovely and generous you've been. Right. Uh, now, before that, by a matter of two weeks, uh, Chelsea Fancast and the Troubadour present an afternoon with Paul Canners Cannaville. Yep, we've got another one of our of our Troubadour gigs. We've had uh, Kerry Dixon, Pat Nevin, Jason Cundy. Now we've got Paul Cannaville. Paul is an, a massive friend of ours. Um, we've known him for a long time. He's no, no ex-player has been on the show more than Paul. We absolutely adore the bones off the bloke. And uh, he's going to be coming along, and it'll be Sunday, March the 5th. I'm really sorry, Dean. It clashes. Can you believe it with the Conti Cup final? Yeah, I'm away anyway, so I'm missing that. You're, you're missing both. Bloody hell, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what can you do? I mean, it wasn't. It, I, I, it was before we got into the final, and I, and I just out of my head, I just thought, oh, 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 they've got the game in the evening. This is perfect. This will work out brilliantly because I think the Brighton game was scheduled to kick off quarter to seven, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I dropped a bollock there, but never mind. So I'm sorry about that. If you if you go into the Conti Cup, I won't uh, hold it against you. Um, but. It's 5th of March, uh, doors open at half past two, we'll kick off about three. We'll be looking back at the Leeds game from the previous day, then having a live Q&A with Canners, uh, and there'll be an opportunity to meet Canners, have a chat with him, get anything signed that you want signed. They're great fun. Quite often we, we slope off to the, the pub next door afterwards for a bit of an after party. So it's uh, they really are good fun. 
Tickets are 20 quid plus booking fee, which I think is around two quid. And you can get them from ticketweb.uk. Uh, hurry up because it will sell out and because there's only about 50 tickets going they're really small intimate tiny little gigs they're brilliant for us uh, and uh, it's a lovely place great you know lots of good booze just lovely to meet up a load of Chelsea fans have some entertainment have a few drinks on a Sunday afternoon so go get it as they say right we will be back after this very short break JK yes Chich you know how frustrated we get when we can't get a ticket to an away match and it's not on the telly Oh, yes. Oh. Well, I think I found the answer. You have? I have. It's NordVPN, and it allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. Oh, that sounds great. How do they do that? Well, with just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match. Oh, isn't that a bit risky, though? I wouldn't want people getting their hands on my personal details. No problem, JK. NordVPN acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great, but uh, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, mate. Oh, indeed it is, Chidge. Where do I sign up? To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I am Stanford Chid, and I'm joined by the marvellous Jonathan Kidd. Uh. Okay. That's all we get from Jonathan tonight. It's okay. He did sing songs though, so I'll, I'll let him off. Uh, we've also got the absolutely brilliant, uh, not on this bloody show enough, but he has a good excuse because he's got his own very fine show, the wonderful Dean Mears from Went to Mo King's Meadow. Yeah, good evening. Cheers, evening, everyone. Yeah, my pleasure. And a massive hello uh, to everybody in Mixler, who I should have uh, said a minute ago. Um, uh, 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 Eleven Aspilicuetas was worried about my mic distorting. I hope it's not any more. Um, and a, a certain young lady asked me, she said, she said something quite funny, actually. Oh God. He says, you see, they, they post so many bloody posts in here. I can't keep up, but basically somebody said that, uh, your mic is too low, JK, and mine is too high. So what I've done, I've gone into the Mixler mixer, not easy to say, and I have, I have pulled my, uh, levels down and pushed your levels up. So I hope that's worked. But could they very kindly tell me if, if if it's sounding better? It's rather difficult because we've got Mixler, which this goes out live to, which has got its own mixer. We've got Zoom, which has got its own mixer. We've got my digital recorder, which has its own mixer. Um, 
and obviously the thing that is most important is the podcast sorry people but it is uh so that's the one that needs to sound good and invariably whatever i do with mixler and zoom it does sound good as a podcast so um but tell me anyway i'll do my best for you i always do all right okay back with the football i tried to put it off for as long as i could but we can't put it off anymore uh, I, I do feel we have to kind of dedicate all of this to a certain graham potter really um I think I lost my shit on Saturday, basically. I, I kind of just thought... I mean, you know, as, as we know, I never really felt that he uh, he was the right choice uh, when he was appointed because, um, well, you know, obvious reasons, really. I, I just, you know, I just don't think, you know, that he's he's a Chelsea manager. I don't think he's that level. I mean, you just have, you have to be a certain type of manager to manage a club like this these days. Uh, and I just thought he's got no experience of managing a club like this. He's got no experience of managing world-class players. He's never even seen a Champions League match or been to one. You know, you you need people at this club who have been there and done it, I feel, who have the gravitas and the experience, who are an elite coach for an elite club. He might have lots of potential, blah blah blah, blah Um, But, you know, you got to go and prove it. So... I have my doubts, but I'm I'm a kind soul, and I and I you know I love the club, I love supporting the club. I'll, I'll you know unless they really piss me off in a previous life, Benitez, then I'm going to give any manager you know my support and a go, and I have done. I've I've tried to be really balanced on this show and and give him give him the support that he clearly needs. He's clearly a lovely bloke. He's clearly you know an intelligent guy. He's clearly got you know he can't be completely daft. I mean he does some very interesting things at Brighton. It has to be said. But I have to say, I walked out of that game on Saturday and I just thought, no. He's out of his depth. He's not elite level. And he is basically not the leader or the personality that Chelsea Football Club needs. Um, am I being harsh, JK? Uh, I, I think the stick that I've given him since uh, since uh, after the World Cup, no, I, I, I agree with you completely. I just think we're going to have to deal with him because um, he's not going anywhere. Um, and I, I think you rather beautifully brought up the uh, the Dodgers analogy and um, they almost let it all fall apart, you know, to, to bring it all back together again. It's like that kind of um, allow it to disintegrate and then build it up and uh, give people a chance. But I, I'm wondering whether they've grasped the yeah, but they're talking about a league where there's no relegation. Indeed. It's not the same fucking no. game. It's, it's nowhere near the same game. Um, but, you know, to some extent, if they get knocked out of the uh, the Champions League, which is this holy grail for them next week, um, they can then concentrate on the league, in which case they won't get relegated because you'll play, you'll play the best team more often. But um, I, my fear is that if they do get past that round and they beat Dortmund... He'll then be be putting everybody in cotton wool for the rest of the season. We're only ten points off relegation. All right, we're ten points off fourth, but um, uh, you know, it, it it's it's such a it's such a toxic environment. You know, everybody I sit with thinks he's out of his depth, and that no, very few people. The odd person who's had a go at me on Twitter sees the whole sees it as you know a process to get us away from hiring and firing, but. This doesn't prevent the scenario that I think we've got at the moment, which is the manager isn't good enough, as you've just outlined. It's got very and AVB feels to me. It 
That's huge, AVB. But he, AVB had a better record. AVB had won the UEFA Cup the year before and had won the uh, league with, with Porto. And I think they hadn't lost a match. But also, he had a better record when, when he was managing Chelsea than, well, than possible. I think the problem better is... Players, is that, better players, to be fair. Yeah, but I think the other problem is that, you know, at the presser, when, when he says they arrived with a plan, well, what are you saying, Potter? You're saying we didn't have a plan? And the plan that they had was a, a huge bloke up front, you know, who you... It, it, Peter Crouch-like. And, um, and they delivered the ball to him a lot. But also... The major thing was they competed much better than us. Yeah, that all the way through. You know, yeah, this seems to be a constant. You know, Forest competed. Forest are, are doing pretty well, aren't they? Because they compete. And you think, hang on, we've got much better players than either of these teams, and yet we're not competing. If we had this energy and and and, and had this this energy to compete and the skills that we've got as players, we would be you know up there in fourth or even higher. But you know, but the 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 people saying, well, you can't just come in in the middle of a season and expect it to work without a pre-season. Ten Hag did it. Ten Hag has done it with Man United. Tuchel did it. And, and Tuchel did it as and well. And I mean, that rot, I'm going to refer to the Matt Law article thing here. Um, oh, well, actually, you know, keep talking and I'll find it because there's a bit in there that I want to read out. Is, Sorry, this, about rele- is this about relegate, being relegate? No, it was about, um, um, hang on, he, he's done it. He's done it. Um, uh, bravery, is it? I know, think, here I think, we go. I shall read you this. Um, Potter not only agreed to take over the Chelsea squad in mid-season, he also left an incredibly stable environment at Brighton, risking his... I mean, basically, the inference in here was that... Uh, um, that that Here we go. This is absolute fucking rubbish. Sorry, Matt. I like you a lot, but this is errant nonsense. And I'm sure you, you're not... This is not your opinion. This is what's being told to you by the club. While many would say that Chelsea took a bet on Potter when they chose him to succeed Tuchel, there is recognition from within the club that he also took a risk on them. What the fuck? Club sources have noted that top managers and coaches do not like to take new jobs mid-season, with Marcello Bielsa the latest example of that after turning down the Everton job. Bielsa's a fucking fruit loop. He is not the barometer here. There are plenty of top managers... Okay, it's hard to dig them out of a, of, a, of a top club in the middle of a season, I grant you. But, you know, Tuchel was not employed, so it was easier to get him. But he didn't say, no, 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 fuck that, I'll wait until the summer. You know, it's, it's absolute nonsense being peddled by this club here. And if they believe it, I'm even more worried. Sorry, that was what I wanted to read out. Yeah, no, I, I, fair enough. I, I just think there are too many examples at the moment of people coming in and making it work, you know. I know Dyche has got particularly different views of things, but he's got them playing out of their skin, Everton. And uh, um, well, the, the he, worrying thing is, sorry, but in again, J.K. I, and I, I really am sorry because I know how. No, much no, it, but in, but in, but in. Well, it irritates us both. <laughs> we had our funny little chat the other night, and both admitted that we can't stand it. No, don't I don't you? think I'm as irritated as you. Are. I know I'm the worst. Well, that you know, what did I say? It irritates me because I am the worst offender. That's that's it's yeah, like yeah. a reverse projection. Um, you know, because I was looking at the results and stuff, but when when Potter came in, we he was unbeaten for about ten matches, so maybe that's when we had our manager bounce then, and after that it went to shit. That's quite worrying. I mean, I, I, I it take me a second, but I could dig up the exact status. When, when he's supposed to now, he's bringing them all back to basics. He's 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 and then apparently their their um their what do you call it the the. the expected goals will start rising as well, they did the other day 
apparently, yeah. because of the Dortmund game, we were much, much better. Yeah. All right. Yeah, here, here we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Tommy T. Tommy T. Lost to Zagreb um, on the sixth of September, one nil, and then Potter came in one one against Salzburg at home. Uh, 2-1 against Palace away, 3-0 against Milan at home, 3-0 against Wolves at home, 2-0 against Milan away, 2-0 against Villa away, 0-0 against Brentford, 1-1 against Man United at home, and then 2-1 away to Salzburg. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 matches, and he got 3 draws and 6 wins. And then we went, of course, to Brighton, and we got absolutely humped stupid 4-1. And basically, it's all gone to shit since then. Um, I want, yeah. I mean, you know. So there's there's your manager bounce right there, Dino. What do you reckon of that? Yeah, I suppose given how Tuchel finished, you know, it was the club one in a great position um, then. So, you know, even that the bounce is not tremendous, but you know, as you say, that that's it. Um, and then the players that are used to, you know, top elite coaching, Raheem Sterling's come from Pep Guardiola. Uh, the rest of the Chelsea squad to come from from Tuchel, and then you've got a manager saying he needs to go back to basics. You know, these are not basic football players. They're most of them the top end of elite football, so they're used to you know elite level coaching. And then, and I feel harsh saying that about people's looks, especially given my own face. But the way him and his assistant manager look, they don't look like elite football coaches and even if they have all the credentials and he's got great ideas if you can't transmit them to your players they're worthless um and maybe the players he had at brighton brought him to him because they weren't top elite players and they plucked these players from obscurity and they've given them a chance in the premier league so they're going to listen to you know potter and the assistant there you know it, it isn't working at chelsea and um i don't blame i don't blame potter for that it's not his fault um it's not the right man and you know Every ounce of our anger should be towards Tom Bowley, who came in, got rid of everybody that knew anything about football at Chelsea, uh, tried to do it all of his own, um, hired, uh, signed Aubameyang and then sacked Tuchel three or four days later. Tried to buy Ronaldo? Yeah, I mean, he's hired all these people now to take care of football. He should have just put up with Tuchel and not answered his text messages until the end. If they wanted to get rid of a season let Tuchel get rid of a season because at least they had the manager in place in the summer, let Tuchel go and then pick with those people that know football that you've, that you've appointed that know football, who is the right manager out there to, to take Chelsea on instead of having nonsense like what Matt Law's writing because the club is so desperate to alleviate some of the pressure on Potter from the fans because they I don't see how they believe he's the right man because there's nothing to say he is. No, uh, Dino... So eloquently put, mate. Well done. I mean, J.K. I mean, I, I'm going to flip the running order around a bit and let's, let's talk about this because, I, I mean, Dean Dino's made a really good point there. I, I have a lot of sympathy for Potter. I mean, he, he he it's the Peter principle, isn't it? He's been promoted beyond his ability, basically. I think, um, or his experience, that's for sure. And he's clearly a nice guy, and I, I wouldn't wish the kind of pressure that that's. I mean, Chelsea. Is, is one of the top clubs in the world. And not a lot of people hate hearing this, but it's not not Chelsea fans, obviously, but it's true. We're up there. We're an elite uh, European football club. We're now a, a global power in the game. And that comes with it, a whole amount of pressure and focus that you just don't get at a club like Brighton. So he has really walked into the lion's den. Now, if you've got a... I mean, you know, and he's also got a... I don't know if he's he's got the kind of personality that's equipped for that. I mean, you could say that it's because he's quite calm and measured. It, it might actually be helpful. But 
he looks lost. He looks like a little boy on the touchline. And he's looking increasingly more and more. You can see here how drained he is. So I have sympathy for Potter. I really do. It's not his fault. Dino says that right. But it's on Bowley and co. This is. You know, as I said in the intro, they sacked a Champions League winning manager. Now, OK, we know that there's stuff that might have gone on behind the scenes that we're unaware of, which might have validated that. But they still sacked a successful manager at the club. One that you, that I think all the supporters, even if he went on a bad run, would have said, you know what? He's good enough to get us out of this. He's, you know, we, you, you believe in him, that kind of thing. So what I'm really saying in a, my usual long-winded way, JK, because you say they're not going to get rid of him. I say they're not going to get rid of him. But if they don't, you know, good, good, good leaders in big organisations will make mistakes. But the great ones realise when they have and they correct it. And I said that in the intro. So either they're going to be very, very stubborn or, and, and, and won't want to lose face. Or what's even more worrying is that they could genuinely be clueless. And that really worries me. I don't think they'll be clueless. I think they'll have too many people around them telling them what's going on. I just don't think I don't think the tipping point has arrived yet. Um, because the tipping point to me would be uh, beaten by Dortmund. And I think the next tipping point would be the next round of the of the Champions League. If they have aspirations to go far in the Champions League to solve all their problems. And if if the uh, the information that Liam gave us is correct that they do think they're going to win the Champions League because they've analysed that there aren't very many excellent teams in the Champions League and they're relying on N'Golo being fit again. And uh, uh, obviously the tests they've been doing have proven that he's they can't see any evidence that the, he's going to break down. I mean, I think that's, that's slightly um, uh, wishful thinking, isn't it? But you never know what that may be going on from, a, from an assessment point of view. If they see him as a as a possible um, uh, means of saving the season or saving everything, well, perhaps they're allowing Potter this this not even borrowed time. And I think I I, I keep going back to the Dodgers thing um, because it's what I posited several months ago, about six months ago, in fact, that, that that's the pattern. If that's the template, they will see this out to next season when they'd be quite happy to come in with very few games to play because they're not in any European competitions. So then that almost gives them the kind of arsenal freedom of trying to make it work. The problem is, is as you say, we don't know whether he is the man or not. I think one of his major positives that they really love was his his immediate um, uh, desire to join in their obsession with going onto WhatsApp. Yeah, well, of course he was. You know, because of course he's not going to say no because he it, wants he wants the job. It's but a bit the... it's a bit like you're the manager of uh, of of, of um, the under the under six the under eighteen side. Okay, yeah. JK's yeah. the coach of the under eighteen side, and little Graham Potter, who's only eight years old, but he's got a bit of talent. Clearly, got a lot of potential. Comes along, and you go, I'm going to put you in the first team of the under 18s. He's gonna he's gonna worship the ground you walk on. He's not going to disagree with you. He's not going to say, actually, JK, you're talking bollocks, mate. Like, no, an, like I, an elite player will, like an elite manager will. No, but I think I think that was something that they felt was they a yes man. Yeah, indeed, I was about to say they've Sorry. actually got they've got a indeed. Thank you. It's okay. They've got a puppet. They have a puppet. In, so so <laughs> that, yeah, I was going to get to that, but but thank you, thank you, thank you, for, thank you for interrupting. But never mind. Um, <laughs> no, but can I just say, just say you are you are very. Um, 
focused and on fire about this, which is lovely. It's not unlike so, me for a Monday night, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm quite happy to take a back seat here. You know, I, I mean, Dean, if you notice, Chidge is sort of... I've been woken up, mate. That's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's I can make videos about, you know, the idiocy of the manager, but it's absolutely meaningless to... If, oh, no, what, what my objection is, my objection is to the way that people have have um, embraced the philosophy that he can do no wrong because it's like interim and he's testing the water because that's bollocks. Because you should be able to, as we've said, get the team to play in a decent fashion. You, they shouldn't lose to, to Southampton, even with the six changes. They shouldn't just roll over and capitulate. I mean, my, my dreadful fear about all of this is that it, it will actually ruin those players that we thought were any good. I mean, Felix had a terrible second half. It's all very well saying they played better in the second half. He was, we didn't see any silky skills from him. We didn't see any, I didn't see much change in, I didn't see Fernandez playing like the World Cup winner. I didn't see many of the uh, supposed players. Mudrick is clearly a work in progress. And and he, he not that he flattered to deceive, clearly his, his, his appearance at Liverpool against Anfield, at Anfield was... When it was, had about half a day's coaching from Potter since then. Yeah, yeah yes, yes. It's destroyed him in some way. No, he's been dealing with Cucurella. I, 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 and, and I heard a terrible rumour that they didn't get on. Apparently, he'd have, Cucurella had offended him or vice versa or something. But, you know, those are the kind of... They're, they're rumours that, are, that they're, they're in the in the bar at the end of the game rumours. Um, it looks as if they don't get on. But no, I... I, I what we want, I'll keep going on about this. We want a manager whose status is enormous, who um, blows his what's enormous status. Oh, right, not right, his, right. I didn't say cock, Chidge. I didn't say it. I said status. I was going to say on that basis, we should hire Patrick Vieira. And I didn't say phallus either. It's nowhere near. I didn't say it. It's, it's, they're different words. <laughs> phallus has a p at the front. Um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, can, look. You, you, know, you see, the second that somebody comes in who's a top coach, they 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 impose their way of playing. They have an idea of playing and they impose it. We're not getting that from Potter at all because I don't know what his idea is. But once again, the John McKenzie situation is, he said he tried his own state and it did quite well, but he's now decided that he wants to go back to basics with them all. And perhaps he's he's given them that, that carrot at, at the board and he's going to do that, and it's all going to happen next season, and that we just have to write this season off and accept that they will be shit, and they won't get relegated because they'll be out of the Champions League, and they'll have the players to come back, and they'll finish about 12th. Well, and you just, you it's, it's funny you should say that, and, and I think just to put a caveat on this, and, and before because we do have Dean on the show. It'd be nice to talk to him in a minute. Sorry, Dino. Uh, JK is right. I'm fired up tonight. Um, I've done a little bit of homework. You know, I do like to do a bit of homework, as you know. I, I, for one, don't think that he's going anywhere, actually. Um, but I shall return... Me for two. Yeah, and I, I shall return to that point in a minute. But uh, this is interesting. The lovely Jason Gibbons wrote this on Twitter, uh, which got me thinking. Always a dangerous thing to get me thinking. He said, last time Chelsea went down in 1988, uh, I remember that only too well, we had just one point fewer than we have now <laughs> with the same number of games to go. Ooh. don't for one second think we're heading there but it was also the last time we lost home and away to Southampton now okay we got relegated uh, in a playoff to Middlesbrough we had a really good side I know this because I've got to meet a lot of that side and they all tell me 
we should never have gone down that season. We were way too good, but momentum just fucked it for us. It was proven by the fact they came up the next season with a record number of points, I think, and then finished fifth in the Premier in or, well, the old Division One for the which is the highest they'd achieved for a long time. So stranger things have happened. Here's the thing, Dino and J.K. I I I actually worked this out that we're not going to get relegated. I've done mathematical statistics. I know this club are really into their statistics now, so, you know, the Chelsea fan cast will move with the times and we will go stats-based. There are 14 matches left this season. If we continue as we are, i.e. getting one one point per game, we will end up with 45 points because at the moment we have 31. So I went back for... Well, I went back to 2012... Uh, to see what the finishing positions were of every side who got 45 points. And I also had a look at what the number of points that uh, you you got to get relegated over the same time frame. Um, I I won't bore you with the year-by-year thing, but the bottom line is over those 11 seasons, the average position, if you had 45 points, was 12th. And the number of points uh, on average that would have relegated you was 34. So we've got 31 points. We're not getting relegated uh, unless we lose every game. And even I don't think that's going to happen. Although I have to say, it's pretty hard to see where we are going to win one coming from. But I, I think I think I would I would almost now, because obviously I'm now such a convert to stats-based analysis, I would put money on with anybody here that we will finish 12th on 45 points. So there you go. We're not getting relegated. Do you know? Think, oh, yeah. I won't. I won't bet against that homework. Um, <laughs> we've got to get a point of the game first. Um, uh, I don't see us beating Spurs. Uh, Leeds will have a new manager, so they'll beat us as well. Um, I don't know. Who we got after that, but then I suppose we have to win that one to make the point per game, don't we? Well, we do. lose two, win one. Leicester, isn't it? Leicester after that. Yeah, who are on fire at the moment? Yeah. I mean, I know they lost United, but they were unlucky. They've been in good form. I mean, it begs a good question. Dino makes a good point there. I mean, I, actually, I'll ask Dino. Do you, do you think he'll get fired before the end of the season? Not before the end of the season. No, no. So, All three of us know he's not going anywhere. And actually, that's to be fair to the club. They've been consistent with that. However, I think they would have been a bit surprised by Saturday because it was universal, pretty much. I mean, I, you, I know you can either be universal or not, not you know, but... A lot of booing, very disgruntled. I mean, I think what surprised me was the fact that a lot of people who you wouldn't you wouldn't really describe as plastics or nappy shitters or whatever, they're all pissed off. Just look at the groups we all belong to. I mean, you know, Dye's group, everybody was saying the same thing. A lot of the Discord group we, we have, everybody was saying the same thing. And I, I wonder if the club get this, because right now I would say he's lost the match day support. And that's dangerous at a club like Chelsea. If he loses to Spurs, I mean, you don't lose to Spurs. You just don't lose to Spurs. It's terminal, usually. If he, if he loses to Spurs, he's then got Leeds, another club that we hate and hate us. I mean, I can't conceive of, of, of a worse position to be in for Potter than having Spurs, Leeds, and then the second leg against Borussia Dortmund. And if he loses all three, surely, surely his position, JK, is untenable. Um, I still don't think they'll get rid of him. Judge, I, I, I think he could lose to everybody and anybody. It doesn't make any difference. 
<coughs> he's part of the plan. They've set him up as the plan. So they'll 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 allow anything to happen, even if it means they they get rid of everybody, or get rid of as many people as they can. I just think it's it that it, it'll all. They want him to have a pre-season and work out his own side. If he carries on losing at the beginning of next season, I think they reevaluate. But I, I honestly think he can finish. He can lose nearly every game this season or draw mass of them, and he will still be there. I don't. I don't see it. I, I think. I think maybe Bowley and Co. We're underestimating them, Dean. Maybe they're geniuses and we don't realise it. Maybe in one fell swoop, they're going to try and nail the three, the holy trinity of madness of Chelsea Football Club. Okay, one, hiring and firing managers with an itchy trigger finger. No, we're not going to fire him. So that's one done. Two, breaking the player power, finally. Because actually, it's the players that are done for most of these managers by basically just downing tools and not putting a shift in. No, you can you can all play like wankers for the rest of the season, lose every match, I'm, we're still not going to fire him. Deal with it. And the third one of the Holy Trinity is us. Because normally, when we kick up enough stink, you know, in the past, Roman has gone. Oh, I suppose we better get rid of him then, and that's what happens. And we we do, and then we we suddenly feel empowered, and we try it every time. Maybe they're so clever they realise that, and they've just thought they can. The fans can bitch as much as they like in the stadium. The players can bitch as much as they like in the training ground on the pitch, and uh, we're still not going to get rid of him. And we will break this hoodoo of hiring and firing at Chelsea Football Club once and for all. Maybe we are not giving them enough credit, Dean. Dean's looking at me like I'm I've really finally lost the plot, by the way, but I could be wrong. Well, I'm just wondering what to give them credit for, because you know, they've they've come in since May, was it, and consistently and repeatedly attacked Hal Brown Vic run Chelsea Football Club. Um the, the facilities are not good enough. Um there's no data behind the scenes. They hire and fire managers. Well, it did, but they was also world champions. They won two European Cups. They won multiple Premier Leagues, FA Cups, League Cups. What of Bodie hasn't won anything for us to say that he's right in wanting to get rid of those three things. And you know, maybe for us to compete for the league again, we do need a manager in charge that will you know have that length of time to build his team, like Klopp was given at Liverpool and Guardiola was given time at Man City because it wasn't great when he first started in the first season. Um, but the difference is you saw the progress in what they were trying to do and how they were trying to make the teams play. And Potter is there, sort of, as you say, everything is on him not firing him to say they are different from before. And this is all new and it's all going to be different and Chelsea going to be run better and they'll be even more successful, but they can't sack Potter now because they're well to that. Dean, they've got people on the board who will be saying that that was the... That was the way the club was run, and they want to do it. They want to do the opposite. So I, I agree completely. I think they're they are trying to avoid the the hire and fire nature of it. They want a consistency because he has said he said in his salt conference they want to make them the best team in the world. Now it doesn't look to us as if they're getting anywhere near. They'll be the best team in the championship if things are going on the way yeah, they're I mean, going. We're consistently shit. Yeah, yeah. At least they're the only thing they've achieved so far. But, and... um, but I, I sorry, you say, Dean, say. Yeah, yeah just, I, I don't think they can sack Potter now because it makes them look bad, which I don't think they want. Yeah. Um, which is why we get these stories coming out all the time about Tuchel as well as uh, Potter's bad luck, etc. How long they let it go on for because they're supposed to be building for this great team. If they're 10th this time next year, is Potter still the right man? 
they're, we they're, just waste our time? They're playing with fire here, Dino, because you know it, it's taken the best part of twenty years to 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 soundly establish Chelsea Football Club as a major, you know, Europe elite European football club. You know, the kind of club that people expect to win the Champions League, the kind of club that you know is expected to compete in the Champions League and go deep in it every season. And yes, win Premier League titles. I haven't really been anywhere near that for a while. But, you know, we're up there. I mean, you know, in terms of finances, you know, we're top 10 in the Deloitte's thing. I mean, we're a major, major power in football. And you, JK, and everybody I know knows that before Roman came in, we were not. Simple. You know, we, we could compete for a few trophies now and again. I know we had Champions League football under under Ranieri and we had it under under Luca, but... You know, we weren't expected to win it in those days. We were we were happy to be there, like Leicester were when they got in it, you know? But that's not the case anymore. And it takes time, a lot of time, to entrench that, to build that up. And it takes a matter of a few seasons to destroy it. You know? Look 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 I mean, look at Liverpool, how long they were out of contention for a Premier League title. Look at United, you know, when they they hired Moyes and then Solskjaer. Only now are they getting back to the United that that we used to fear, frankly. I think Ten Hag's clearly a very good manager. Um, Arsenal, you know, recovering from the Wenger years. I mean, they were, okay, I know they got a bit of a banter club because they only, you know, ever ever finished fourth so they could qualify for the Champions League to go out in the round of 16. But uh, after after Wenger went, they went downhill and only now is Arteta picking it up. And I know that people constantly make this comparison. Oh, well, you know, this time, even Pat said this, Pat Nevin said this. Oh, well, you know, Arsenal fans this time last year wanted Arteta's head. He hasn't done anything. He's not He's not this. He's not that. He's not the other. But again, people forget this. Arsenal was starting from a lower base. You know, their decline had been going on for four or five years, really since Wenger had gone. They were nowhere near competing. We were laughing at them, left, front and sideways, starting from a lower base. We have We have not started from a lower base here. We won the Champions League 18 months, nearly two years ago now, but, you know, when he, when Potter turned up 18 months before. We were the Club World uh, Cup champions a year before. We were about as high as we possibly could be, bar not winning a Premier League title. I accept that. But we were starting from a much higher base. And it seems to me that that's being eroded every week that this goes on. And it will take a long time to build it back up if they keep falling. You know, it, it, that's what worries me. It's like, it's, I mean, you know, to put it in kind of uh, commercial terms, it's a bit like uh, having a great brand, but as a fairly new brand. And then they do something appalling and it all goes to shit. It takes a like long... Ratner coming in and complaining about the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the items that he was selling. Yeah. Saying, saying that it was shit and expecting it then to carry on in the same way. Well, it's a very real problem for them because if they believe they're going to earn a billion a year out of the club, it depends on the brand value that the club has. And it's not like us idiots. We'll go, we, we, you know, you, me, Dino, if they get relegated this year, which I've already established, they won't. I'll, be, I'll get my season ticket and I'll, I'll enjoy going to weird places we haven't been for a while because we go anyway. It's not us that, that are the problem. It's, a, it's all these new fans that joined us because of the success. If we have a sustained period of no success, they're going to fuck off to somebody who's successful, like Man City or Arsenal or Liverpool or whatever. So, you know, a, 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 a protracted period of failure and non-success and chaos 
will damage the brand and damage the the, the owner's ability to to make money out of the club. So they they are, I think, you know, they're playing with fire here. I mean, this is why people. I mean, you know, this is why these huge organisations that run football clubs and pour loads of money into it don't fuck around. You know, they they if the first whiff of failure, you're out, son. We'll get somebody who can give us the success that we need to sustain the revenue that we need to make. You know, that's why they do it. That's why I said. I mean, if I've worked in business for most of my life, and I've made horlicks of decisions that I I didn't expect things to go wrong. I hired people who were on paper brilliant. And they they proved to be utter shit within six months and were destroying the organization. And I fired them because you, that's what you have to do. And you have to take it sometimes. You have to stand up and say, OK, I, I cocked up. I made a bad decision, but I have now corrected it. And it just it I don't it fascinates me really what's going on. I mean, just further evidence here. Potter's record with Brighton in all competitions. Matches 135, 142, drawn 46, lost 47, 31%, uh, 31.1% win rate. Um, 14 games without a victory and one solitary win at the Amex calendar year of 2020. Three months without a win between September the 21st and Boxing Day. Three months without scoring at the Amex between January and April 22. That doesn't sound like a manager with Champions League winning potential to me. Right? And if you ask Brighton fans if they were taken back today over the manager now, how many would say yes? Very None. None. I would imagine. None. 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 I mean, look, if it was up to me, JK, I mean, he's, I, I don't think there's much point firing him now anyway, to be honest. The seat, I mean, you know, there's nothing to gain, really. There's nothing to rescue, really. You know, we're, we're way off the cha- uh, the Champions League places. So you, you could write the whole season off. We're not going to get relegated. But, uh, you know, if it was up to me, I would be putting in plans the recruitment of the next manager now so you can get in place at the end of the season. Uh, and and hang on a second, they would be an elite level coach who's managed an elite level European club and won league titles in various countries and preferably the Champions League or at least uh, you know have a good track record in that competition that they've gone deep finals semi finals. They'll also have a track record in bringing academy players through together with managing world class talent. That's important, and they need to have a bit of edge, a leader with a winning mentality, be a big personality and a great communicator, especially with the media. That is the blueprint for a Chelsea-style manager, not Potter. You are stating what I have stated over the last few months, aren't you? I mean, effectively... Probably with more words, to be fair. No, I think you did it probably more uh, uh, competently than me. I wouldn't say that. I think you could... You could... um, You've said it all in one in one sitting. I've said bits of this in various fans. You have cards. indeed. That is absolutely true. So, so uh, I would say that you've you've um, created a synthesis for, from what I've said. But according to your argument, from what you were saying about um, uh, setups with companies that people aren't working, and it's become pretty obvious they don't work, he should be fired now. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Indeed. But there is this kind of. I don't think it's to do with saving face and I don't think it's to do with the money because uh, uh, somebody was saying on um, uh, one of my WhatsApp groups that he's actually got a uh, a clause in his contract that if he doesn't achieve a certain number of points or success, he would then be asked to leave without paying any compensation. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But also the way that the amount of money they've got, whatever they have to pay would be a drop in the ocean if they got rid of him in uh, mid-season. Um, but I don't think they're worrying about keeping him 
uh, till the end of the season in order to to pay him off less or whatever. I don't I think if they wanted to get rid of him now, they'd get rid of him. I think he has persuaded them or what they've seen on the pitch or what they're seeing with the data, with all the data people they've got in situ, that um, they, he's persuaded them that it, it needs to last. He needs to be given an opportunity to work with them pre-season to impose his view. And I, I and once again, I keep going on about this, but I think the, the fact that he is a, a good co um, collaborator um, is really essential because I think they don't want ego and they're not getting ego from him. And uh, and, and I think po possibly negatively because what you said was you need a very good communicator with the media and we're not getting anything like that from him at all. In fact, the there was a terrible moment in the presser um, uh, yesterday um, where he, uh, day before yesterday, where he actually said, said a sentence that had absolutely no meaning at all and the conditional clause he put in, he put a because in it. He tried to make out that all the losing was the reason that they were losing. But it didn't make any sense. And also, as a statement, was just appalling for a manager to make. And you, you just, to me, the fact that he, he is actually getting worse in these press situations fills me with no confidence at all that he has any ability to impart a oh. message anybody he's out of his depth mate and yeah. the pressure's clearly telling on him i mean you know look chelsea football club have have, have you know crushed greater managers than uh than graham potter it's the pressure of running a club like this or managing a club like this that does for them i mean it, you know you could argue that argue that tuchel lost the plot you know uh in the summer and he's a superb manager Mourinho went nuts although one could argue he was nuts already but there, there, are, there are plenty of managers that have, you know, it's driven, driven to distraction, and the the pressure, the pressure wears on them. It really, really does. It's, it's a high octane, huge profile, massively in the spotlight club, and I think that's very tough, Dean. And it's, it's, as I said, that this guy's got no experience of that, and it must be hard for him. And I, I do genuinely feel for him. I don't like seeing anybody struggle under that kind of pressure. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's written all over his face, isn't it? Yeah. Just how much this job is is getting to him, and I doubt he sleeps uh, at all. Um, you see, when he was going well, everyone was talking about Graham Potter's glow up, and he was wearing the nice jacket and suit. And now he's, you know, the bags under his eyes. Just everything that's going on, you can see because it's it's written on his face, as I said. Um, you know, he's not. We can all see he's not the right man, and, and J.K. speaks about you know the data, but. You know, the data doesn't lie is that we're 10th, played 8, well, 1-8, drawn 7, lost 8. Mm. You know, that's all we need to know. This is going nowhere, nowhere, well, I wouldn't say fast because we don't play fast at all. So we're going nowhere slowly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dino, I mean, you know, I think we've established, and this sounds going to sound a bit stupid now, we've established that we don't think he's going anywhere at all. But if, if he was to go, um, you know who 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 do you think should replace him? Who could replace him? Who should replace him? Pochettino. Yeah, for you. Yeah, I mean, when he started his career, he took over Espanyol when they were bottom of the league. So he's used to, you know, he's got experience of going into a club in crisis. He got them out of trouble. Uh, he came to Southampton, who were you know, near the relegation zones under Nigel Atkins, and took them to eighth in the Premier League. Uh, look at where they are now. Um, and then he got the Spurs job, and he took over a, you know a, a good team, but you know brought through Harry Kane, um, 
took them to the Champions League final, and this is Tottenham we're talking about. Yeah. You know, he took Tottenham. You know, don't worry, lads, it's Tottenham to the Champions League final. He took them to almost a Premier League title as well. I know they lost to Leicester, um, and the league was a bit crazy that year. But you know, he he's, he built a side over a number of years, which is what they want. He then went to PSG and dealt with superstars, and he's got that experience now. He, he won the league title. He won the cups there. I know people say it's easy with PSG because they've got amazing players in a, a pretty easy league, but you still need to do it. Um, you still need to be able to get those players to do what you want them to do, and he was able to do that. He's unemployed, so he's free. Um, he's available. I know he's ex-Tottenham, but you know anything's got better than what we've got right now, isn't it? I just think he ticks all the boxes that you spoke about, that what we want. I think he's the outstanding choice right now. And people have mentioned Zidane and uh, Hansi Flick, I think, from Munich. I can't have anybody managing Chelsea called Hansi Flick unless they wear a leather trench coat. Yeah, but they've only experienced, you know, I I don't know much about Flick, so this might be wrong, but Zidane has only managed Real Madrid. What experience has he got? Zidane isn't good enough for me. Yeah, what experiences have got us for clubbing? We're a clubbing crisis yeah. with young players, and Pochettino's done that. Um, yeah. I think I Pochettino's it's... experience would be much more valuable than Zidane's, actually, for us. Yeah, and even if he doesn't get us to the, the overall destination, I think he at least moves us forward instead of what we're doing now, as we said, you know, which is almost going backwards. Um, and if he if he gets two or three years down the line, and we're challenging, but we're not quite there, then you can look to somebody else to come in and. Do that next step. Once again, though, I you know I I go back to the Dodgers example, and I know football is completely different, but they they've kept the same guy all the way through, and they're really keen on uh, that kind of continuity. You just keep the same man in. But Chidge, what you said earlier, they must surely be in a position where they're sounding people out at the moment. They must be because they're it's they're properly run businesses. You don't. If you see the possibility of somebody imploding and it falling apart, you don't hang on. You you sound people out, even if you ultimately don't employ them. You still find out whether or not they're interested in the job. And I, I would I would really suspect that they're doing that. They must be doing that. By the way, Dean, I, I thought you 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 put forward the Pochettino um, potential of Pochettino really well. I think that was absolutely spot on. I think that was you know he's a he he's the he's the one who ticks all the boxes at the moment, but. Having said that, he may be snapped up by the summer if, because they're not going to, as we say, by the beginning of next season, unless he's he's prepared to hang on and he sees the opportunity and he sees the possibility. But, and I wonder who else would come in for him. I can't see anybody else particularly coming in for me. And he's he's obviously biding his time for somebody big because he's not taking on any big jobs, Pochettino. Yeah, so we've got Conte will leave Spurs in the summer. If he he might get, there, but... they might get, which he will, I think Conte will. I don't, I'm not, we don't want him. Conte back, do we? And, oh, God save us. He's, he's, he's high maintenance, mate. But great when it's fantastic and awful when it's not. He'd be, he wouldn't mind coming back because there'd be nobody there from the previous regime at all. Yeah, some of the, but I don't think they'd approach him. I think it's too, he was too. He's too, too bolshy, mate. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's known for being too bolshy. But no, I, I, you just need to look through the the top managers who'd want to come. I don't. There aren't many, are there? There aren't many available. And here, I can't believe it. Here we are. We're discussing half a season. When what that three quarters of a season? We're di- discussing the alternatives, and he just then makes you realise. Well, 
you know, each one of them has an ego. Perhaps they want an egoless manager, and that's why well, they. The, the, then I'll give you a loser. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, Chish. But I'm, I you know, I, I that one of the big things was the fact that he was willing to talk. He spe he said in one of the presses, I talk to them every day or every every other day or something. He talks to them consistently. So, you know, it, it's part of the plan. I think perhaps it. it I get the impression from him that all he wants to do is coach. He doesn't want to make any statements to the media, and he, he and what you he, the the whether his his approval rating should be based on what's happening on the pitch. But because what's happening on the pitch is dreadful, that's the stress. And yet, if it was working well on the on the on the pitch, we wouldn't have any problem with his press conferences. No, nope. we just we just think wouldn't give a shit. But having said that, though, I think there is a correlation between the two, personally. Mm, that's an interesting thought. I mean, I'm impressed with uh, with uh, United's uh, selection of Ten Hag, actually, because, I mean, he wasn't really on everybody's uh, lips when they signed him, was he? No, he was, no. But, you know, if you looked, if you'd, if you'd analysed what he'd done with that Ajax side, he'd done very, very well there. He got them to the semi-finals, of course, where they you know, stupidly lost very unluckily to Spurs in the semi, didn't they? You know, he put together a really good side there under difficult circumstances because Ajax always have to sell their best players to, to make ends meet. But I think anybody with half a brain would have realised, actually, you know, this is a guy who's got some talent and can do it on the big stage. And, I mean, he had a tough time early on at United, but he's clearly got big bollocks. He's, he's you know, I think he's a... He's of the of the Van Gaal uh, mode in a way. He doesn't take any shit, and he got rid of Ronaldo. Um, got rid of a lot of the egos. I mean, I think he's. I mean, I hate to say this because I can't stand United, but he's done a good job there. So there are there are people that are, you know, not the obvious ones out there. I I I'm, I freely admit I don't really follow a, a European football enough to be able to go. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's your man, you know, but. Uh, there must be people out there, but that's when that's why this is why you need football people who, who who do know that kind of stuff to go, look, this guy's got what it takes because that's kind of what we need. We need somebody who has got what it takes. Um, and, you know, bless him. I just don't think Potter is that man, really. I mean, it fills me with sadness to say that. I mean, you know, as a, as a proud Englishman, it would have been lovely to see uh, an Englishman do well at this club. But frankly what we all really care about is this club being successful and and giving us joy on a saturday and a wednesday by by winning and not making us miserable for the next few days like we are now i don't know actually are you a bit are you you, you more cheerful now than you were at seven seven thirty or have i depressed you thoroughly who's that oh dean. sorry dean i was looking at dean but he doesn't know that i'm looking at him does he yeah it's always joyful to be on the fan cast and i'm not thinking about chelsea i'm happy yeah. uh which is why i always prefer to support the women's team because I think like, we've got to 100 episodes I think we've had six defeats over those 100 episodes I think we've had more six, six defeats in under Potter in the last six weeks is it well I mean um, he's breaking all the records for the wrong reasons at the moment yeah. isn't he bless him but uh, yeah I mean it's interesting isn't it actually the, the the parallels between the women's women's team and the men's team at the moment and the women's team are doing brilliantly and of course Dean I shall ask you because I mean you know I don't follow the women's team as closely as you do for obvious reasons but um, well they're not obvious really because I've got no excuse to be fair but you know what I mean um, the reason I wonder is because they have a manager who has got what it takes has got a big personality is tactically very sound takes no shit 
etc 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 in emma hayes yeah uh, i also think in many ways though she is what they want you know because she was able to do everything from the bottom up when she come in 2012 you know they weren't even fully professional all the players and they didn't have the backing of a Bramovich then. It was only a couple of years down the line. But herself and Paul Green have been able to to build that team and basically their own club from scratch and do everything. And she's had the longevity to do that. Obviously, she's had the success to back up you know, that that faith. And I mean, thank goodness that Bowley's left them alone, in my opinion. You know, if he wants to get involved, you know, just please make sure it's not on the football side because, you know, what he's done with the men's team beggars belief and it, it all comes down to him in my opinion and taking over from everyone when he had no idea about football he can go to all the mills he wants you know it takes years to build up knowledge in football um you know how much joe jk sort of is spot on is because the years he spent watching chelsea um likewise many people on the on the fan cast um it's really, it's they are. I think they're clueless, and if they do believe they can win the Champions League, I think that confirms it. <laughs> well, there we go. Good points, Dino. J.K., are you miserable or are you slightly happier? How could I possibly be happier having appeared on the show? You've just spent two hours in my company. That's usually enough. No, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm energized by you. Was you? You said I've been been on been a bit more awake than I normally am on a Monday. You'll be there. Been the odd rant from you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I love it. You need to mobilise the people, Chidge. Yeah, mobilise them to do what? Get come out with. I've got plenty of pitchforks for, for going spared. Now I'm down in Hampshire, so I yeah. bring a few pitchforks. You you bring the fire. What is it? They the torches. It's like the vigilante hunting, isn't it? You bring yeah. the torches. I'll bring the pitchforks. Somebody then needs to give us the uh, the mouldy rye bread, which basically I don't know if a few people know this, but they reckon that as a th- I, I read this with avid interest many years ago that, that apparently the reason for all of the witch hunts in the uh, the medieval times in in Europe, particularly kind of Central Europe, was attributed after the fact to the fact that the peasants used to eat rye bread, and if you leave rye bread to go off, it has the same constituent elements as LSD. So they were all tripping off their fucking bonces, seeing witches everywhere. And they oh, oh, get your pitchforks and your torches. There's a witch. Burn the witch. You know, so uh, we need a bit of acid too, I think, just to equalise things. What do you reckon? Could we play, play, some, uh, sorry, could we play, could we play some progressive music at the same time? Would that be OK? I think, was, you know, do you remember when um, uh, the Americans uh, invaded Panama to, to, to nobble uh, General Colonel Noriega? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. basically they they had tanks outside of his his palace, and they blasted him with the Clash and all sorts of other music, twenty four seven full volume. Well, I think that would that would disturb him, but it has think... to be prog rock. We we do we go to Stanford Bridge, okay, and we just play prog rock twenty four hours, twenty four seven as loud as we can. Um, you know, we'll need Tony because he he's the prog rock king, so we'll need Tony to give us some foul music for them to to hear, and uh, we'll just let it do its work. I'm sorry to intervene here, Chidge, but um, uh, I don't find it's progressive. It's not prog rock. Prog rock is stated by those wishing to demean it. It's progressive. Precisely. No, sorry, QED. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from an era where I have a large number of progressive albums. Mate, all... that was 50 years ago. They're not very progressive now, are they? Hey, Chidge, Chidge, it's all very well pouring scorn upon one of my hobbies, but 
but trust me there are some of them which are absolutely I'll tell you what I've got it I've got I'll tell you what we'll do we'll get you there and you can do your favorite Peter Gabriel routines dressed up exactly. as a as a testicle or whatever exactly. it was exactly. exactly singing the singing supper's so ready for about exactly. you know exactly yeah. that's exactly it Chich. thank yeah. you very much yes and and uh, nursery crime yeah um rise of the, uh, the i ancient. know what i like and i like what well, i know that's subsequent that was when they got the odd hit record that yeah. was that was uh, their first hit record really uh, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway all i can say to that is thank god for punk um right oh he's god. crying i've made him cry never mind god. look we, we've really got to go um what, what we don't really we could sit here all night moaning about life um but i think i might finally depress so many people who listen to the fan calls that they would never come back and listen again um but we do have to go because it's time for my bed uh so um that is all we've got time for tonight apart from a few uh parish notices as tony used to say now jk and i will be back on friday with guess what the king of prog rock himself tony glover to do the preview show looking ahead to saturday's match against spurs goodness gracious me i shall be on tenter hooks for that one dare not lose now uh, a couple of plugs uh, first of all um, i know that there will be a new issue of cfc uk coming out soon because i think i'm due to write an article for it this week or dave will be very upset with me so uh look out for that in a week or two uh, as you know you can get a copy of it from uh, the stall opposite fulham broadway on a match day or by any of the sellers who are to be found up on up on uh, down the king's road or well, the fulham road going hurry up it's only a pound um but you can also subscribe to CFC UK by uh, emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net. Uh, and for a year subscription, it will cost you £18 if you're in the UK, 40 quid in Europe, uh, 56 quid in the rest of the world. And uh, if you want a digital copy as opposed to a hard copy, it's six quid a year to subscribe or a pound each. Uh, and you get a PDF copy emailed to you. And you can pay all of that via PayPal. Now, there is another fanzine, a new, uh, the new sheriff in town, and it just so happens that we have the women's equivalent of DJ uh, with us tonight in Dean Mears. Would you like to tell the listener all about your fantastic King's Meadow Chronicle? Yeah, basically it's a rip-off of CFC UK, but focused on the women's team. Uh, so, uh, same principle, um, guest writers you know, give their opinion on what's going on in the world of women's football in Chelsea. Um, you know, Dane and Clayton from the show and you know, other great writers uh, like her, Harry Edwards and Sophie Spittle, uh, Grace Cooper, etc. Um, lots of uh, fun stuff in, in the new one um, as well. So it's a similar basis of that. It's a bit more expensive for the new copies. It's £2 uh, instead of £1, but that's because DJ trademarks only a pound very early on uh, before we issued, uh, it done issue one. Uh, but we're on to issue four, which comes out on Sunday uh, ahead of the Arsenal FA Cup game. Uh, so I'll have copies outside of Kings Meadow uh, hour or so before kickoff. For them, you can also get it online. Uh, you can get the back issues. Cause I'm trying to clear the cupboard. Uh, so unlike my dead budgie, they're going cheap. Uh, so <laughs> kingsmeadowcartel.com. Sorry, uh, I, I, chuck, I was chuckling then. And you, the listener may, may have missed that. It's kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. That's it, yeah. So you can get them there, and uh, you so you you sell them before before all the home games. The ones I can get to, so I can get to most home games. Uh, I'll be outside the the big Kings Meadow sign out the front, uh, holding them aloft, and you can come and buy them. Uh, take cash and card in the modern modern day. People don't like cash, so I've got a little card reader as well. 
Brilliant. Um, so yeah, hopefully people come buy them because uh, my wife's moaning about the space they take up. Yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah. believe that. Well, well, make make sure you sell out, mate. That's the that's the clue. Yeah, luckily this month there's quite a few home games. Although I'm missing the cup final, uh, there's quite a few big home games with sell out crowds. So hopefully issue four um, flies off the shelf, so they say. Have you got any got any other sellers? You know, got people who can sell them for you. Not yet. So the offers, if anyone wants to come and stand uh, in the cold at the moment and sell it for me, with me, uh, be much appreciated. Uh, helps ease the load. Well, but you could get a stall, mate. There's not the space there. Which really? Is, they won't let you inside because it's council-owned. Uh, the council definitely won't let me. Uh, so, and either side of the entrance is two houses, so... There's not really the space for the stall like there was on so the Fulham you, Road. Basically, you have once you're in through the gate, you're on council property, so you couldn't sell it in the car park. No, so it has to be outside. Bloody hell! What a nightmare. Yeah, so I hope it's more about at the moment, so spreading the word so people people look over and sort of think, "What's that?" Because they don't know what it is. Mm. So we're trying to let as many people know what it is, and hopefully that comes part of their match day routine as it is for so many people with uh, CFC UK. Yeah, definitely. Well, good luck, mate. I mean, it's it's brilliant that you're doing it. I think it's a cracking idea, and it's good to see so many people on the fan cast involved. Uh, when I've learned enough about the women's game, I'll contribute an article for you. Uh, I'll hold you to that. Yeah, no, I'd love to, but I'd just make a complete twat of myself if I wrote one now, because I'd just have all I'd be writing is say I don't know enough about this to be writing on it. But I'll have a think. Actually, I've got an idea already, so there you go. I'll do it. Brilliant, Dean. Good luck with that. It's always lovely to to know what you're up to, and you do such good work with Went to Mow Kings Meadow. I'm thoroughly proud of what you do with that. Uh, right, now, uh, Kings Meadow, or Went to Mow Kings Meadow, have a Patreon uh, channel. I know this because I'm a subscriber to it, so there you go. So do like I do and be a subscriber to them. And, of course, you can subscribe to our Patreon uh, channel, which, of course, is patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no pressure. There really, really isn't. It's just if you like what we do and you want to say thank you, bung us a few quid every month and uh, it would be it would be very much appreciated. But as I said, you don't have to. If you do, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner. And of course, you can uh, join our brilliant Discord group. So, I mean, basically, Discord group is like Mixler 24-7. Much of the same crowd are in there. They're very funny. They're all very lovely as well. They're all massively passionate about this football club. So things get a little bit heated occasionally, but uh, unlike Twitter, it doesn't never strays too far, if you see what I mean. So uh, I commend it to the house. Uh, you may have noticed we've got no emails tonight. It's not because we have no emails. We've had, again, an absolute fucking lorry load of them this week. I mean, we're going to have to do another in off the post, JK. I'm happy. Love when, to. When, when should we do this in off the post? Thursday. Yeah. Okay. That's the, I mean, you know, put it this way. Uh, I've got a, a an over-the-line meeting on Wednesday evening and I have to go to have a meeting with the club about over-the-line. Over-the-line, by the way, is the mental health group that I am involved with through the Sporters Trust. But we're meeting the club on Friday afternoon. My time is very limited to do preview show scripting, but I'd rather do in off the post on Thursday night. I was going to do the script on Thursday night, but we'll I could... Do... Wednesday night then? No, I've got the over the line meeting. And you do something on a Tuesday night, don't you? No. Don't you? Do you want to do it tomorrow? Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm just going to go to the theatre. I'll go to the theatre on Wednesday. You sure? Is that okay? Yep. yep, All right. Okay. Half eight tomorrow then? Aye. Lovely. I better print them all out, hadn't I? 
There you go. So, uh, special breaking news. In Off The Post will be uh, winging its way to you sometime tomorrow evening when JK and I will read the post bag. There are loads of great emails. No guessing what people are talking about, JK. What would that be, Chidge? Hashtag Potter out! Ah! Mainly. They're, they're very angry. Uh, but there we go. I don't blame them. Um, if you want to send an email in, it's chelseafancast at gmail.com. But, of course, you can send it to any of our socials and... Uh, you will get it uh, get a message read out. In fact, actually, talking of which, that's just reminded me, mate. I had a lovely tweet or a direct message which I I completely uh, rudely uh, didn't respond to because I'm, I'm 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 just ridiculously busy at the moment. I know it's not an, an, a good excuse, but I'm somewhat overwhelmed at the moment. Um, this from lovely Nick Harrison, Nicholas Harrison, who he actually called me David as well, which uh, respect you. Um, so can you please pass on to JK that he's spot on, as usual, with today's fanbite. He even used the word shithousery, which I'd used to the chap next to me during the first half. I don't see which way this is going. Is it now, end of the season, or beyond? No glimpses of any promised land. Cheers, David. I think it's Nick, Nick Harrison. So there you go. Thanks, Nick. I've read it out to JK, live on air. He's Love nodding it. sagely at that. So well done. To be fair, I got the word shithousery from Cheech. So I think it's only fair. I can't believe I'm the first person to ever use the word shithousery. No, you're not. But I got it uh, into my into my um, frequently used vocabulary. Yeah. One of my... Kind of, you'd say before and you'd say, I'm allowed to say that. I don't know if I'm allowed to Whereas now I abundantly sprinkle it into every uh, every observation when you see referees ignoring it all the sudding time well, one, one of i mean in, in lighter days and days when we had time to do it sorry the guinness moments i'm talking about and all of that the you know the celery bits and what there was a hilarious bit where badia shield pushed one of the errant uh southampton players off the pitch because he was dawdling so much it was quite funny I thought the Southampton player was going to turn around and whack him, at which point it would have been Chelsea Agro, Chelsea Agro. Did you on. get booked? You got booked for it, didn't you? I don't. I hope not. But uh, I think he did. The referee was booking everybody in the end. He just. But yeah. you know, they, I will keep saying this: if they add the time on at the end, it doesn't make any difference. Know. You know what I mean? There won't be this conflict. They don't get it. The refs. If they just they did in the World Cup, yeah. you just add it on. The players stop doing it yeah. because it becomes meaningless. Exactly that. Absolutely. What, what, what is the matter with these referees? They are so stupid. I know, I know. Anyway, there we go. So, yeah, send your emails into chelseafancast at gmail.com or, or any of our socials, which are, of course, we're all at, at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, Jonathan, of course, is at Jonathan Kidd. Dean is at Dean Mears. And went to Mo Kings Meadow is? At Mo Kings Meadow. There you go. I knew that, really, because obviously I, I do know that. I just wanted you, you to say You did know it. that. You were just... you just. I wanted Dean to say it. it. You were yeah, setting up for it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fanzines uh, at CFCW Fanzine. See, that I wouldn't have known off the top of my head, so well done. There you go. That's it That's it for us, really. Uh, Dino, brilliant to see you, mate, as always. Sorry it's been a bit of a miserable show because of what's been happening, but, hey, always good to talk to you and your level-headedness. You know, always uh, good to be on and a break for the women's game at the minute, international fixtures. Um it's good to squeeze one in. Yeah, uh, Lauren uh, Lauren James scored, didn't she, the other day for England? Yeah, she got her first goal and she got an assist last night as well. Yeah, she's a player, isn't um, she? Yeah. Good to, squeeze she's, uh, one in. good to squeeze one in, Dean, because you don't want to squeeze one out. No, definitely not. Chelsea well, definitely. do enough of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember I did a, a, did a kind of a sketch for a TV show I was working on, which we did a, we did a shit 11. And uh, every player had to have something to do with shit. 
or Arth. So obviously Arsene Wenger was the manager. But we did, uh, we, 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 Jeff, my presenter, did it brilliantly. And uh, uh, was there a player called Shiat, Sh- uh, uh, oh, what the fuck was his name? You know the one I mean. He actually had shit in his name, but we had some other Brazilian and we said he, he managed to curl one out, which I just thought was just genius. So there you go. Anyway, we digress. Uh, great to see you, Dean. I'd love to find that again. I've still got the tape somewhere. I'll see if I can dig it out. Anyway, great to see you, Dean. Lovely to see you, JK. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow at half eight, mate. I am looking forward to it immensely, Chidge, as it's great fun. And yeah. we get great emails. We do. So anybody listening in Mixler, please, please listen in because it's it's great stuff yeah they talk more they, they all talk far more sense than me and jk so i'm looking forward to that already right okay done uh mixler people you've been legendary i i i got i gave up trying to read everything because you're posting so many bloody things uh and i'm sorry if everybody's depressed i didn't mean to depress anybody at all tonight but uh it come on you know the bottom i mean it's like i said this is this is worth remembering this is worth remembering i said it right at the beginning of the show i had an absolutely brilliant day on saturday I had a brilliant day. I saw Kerry Dixon, my absolute hero. I saw loads of my great mates. I had a great time in the pub. Um, I bumped into some old older mates afterwards in the pub. I had a brilliant day. The only thing that was shit about Saturday was the 90 minutes of football I had to endure. Other than that, I had a great day. And that's always been the case at Chelsea. You know, we and the whole thing around the game are more important than the game. That's the bottom line. And seeing your mates there on, on a Saturday, every other weekend is what it's about. So don't get too downhearted and depressed. You know, we've we've all seen far... I know we don't like to think so, but we've all seen far worse than this before. And, you know, we might see far worse than it again, but it's not really always just about that. It's about the whole day, and it's about your mates and getting together and having a giggle. And, you know, I mean, me and Tony in the, in the cock were laughing so much we were almost crying. So, you know, that's what it's about. So don't get too depressed. Anyway, on that... Um, JK, got an interjection... When you're laughing, just don't shit yourself. No, no. Don't squeeze one out, whatever you do. And definitely don't curl one out. Uh, There we go. On that very sage piece of advice, thank you for listening. See you Friday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. chills. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.